Do you ever struggle with your fuzzy brain? I do. Welcome to the Uncluttered Office Podcast. Here I share what I've learned from my struggles with chemo brain and executive functioning disorder. I'm your host, Katherine Avery. I'm a former Wall Streeter, now entrepreneur, with 20 years of experience in business and office design. I'm a badass cancer survivor and thriver, mom of a teen, a wife, and a lifelong learner. I've discovered that whether we lose our keys, misplace our files, or constantly forget important appointments, we can learn to be more productive. We can design a work and home life that is simpler, easier, and much more manageable. Listen in and learn how to create a plan to streamline your space and your systems so you can be more focused and organized. Hey everyone, Katherine Avery of Productivity by Design and the Uncluttered Office Podcast. Coming today live with episode 22. And today I'm interviewing Heather Richmond, who is my virtual administrative person extraordinaire. Woo, we're so excited. So I'm going to tell you a little bit about Heather. She has over 30 years of experience in various office administration capacities. She has a bachelor's degree in office administration with a minor in business and computer science from Acadia University in Wolfville, Nova Scotia, Canada. I'm dying to go to Nova Scotia, so we may have to talk a little bit about Canada. I've never been to Canada. She has a diploma in adult education and event management from Algonquin College in Ottawa, Canada. And she's been running her own business called HR Administrative Services for over five years from her home in Ebron, Ontario. She provides virtual services to clients around the world. Some are short-term projects, others are longer-term. Loves being her own boss and enjoys the opportunity to work with different people from all over the world in all kinds of industries. So I met Heather, I'm going to say what, about two years ago? Oh, that, yeah. And I, and I sadly do not remember who connected us. So if someone's listening to the podcast or watching the video, they can remind me that I failed miserably and forgetting who introduced the two of us. But Heather is fantastic and keeps my business running smoothly. And when I offered the Epic Office Transformation in this sort of beta format, it's going to become my group program starting in about November. Heather said, I really want to jump on board and do this. And that was awesome, Heather, because as you remember, I used to kind of say, like, I really just wish you would work on that bookcase. Just <laughs> organize that bookcase a little. Obviously, so, I still need to do this one. <laughs> that's okay. though. It's baby steps. And I'm a big fan of just people taking it, the old expression, you know, you eat an elephant one bite at a time. So that was a very sort of mini program. and. A lot of sort of do it yourself. So the first thing I'll ask is how do you like running your own business and working from a home office? I really like it. I know you said five years, but I've actually been doing it for a little over eight years. Okay. And uh, and I love it. The reason I, I stayed home originally was because my youngest son had a lot of issues with school and I just spent more time dealing with those. So I left my bricks and mortar building and uh, moved home. And I've never regretted that change. Uh, it was great for him, uh, and it's been wonderful for me. He's now in the last stages of high school, so really doesn't need me to be home every day for for him. But I wouldn't give up going back to uh, you know a nine to five job. The uh, only drawback that I can really see about working from home is your office is always there, and it's always going. 
come in, come in, there's work for you to do. But over the, the years that I've been doing it, I've been able to, you know, end work at a certain time and come in at a certain time. That's what I struggled with the first couple of years, but uh, now I'm I'm pretty good at it, and I do take one full day off on the weekend. I do not do anything on Sunday. Um, I do from time to time uh, because clients require it or it's necessary for me. I do work on Saturdays, but very limited. And if it's a, if there's a family activity that day, it's not going to happen. So I've learned to prioritize. That's really what it comes down to. Yeah, the home office really requires strong boundaries, and it takes a long time to learn them. And I actually was in the home office. And when we moved, we were under construction and I was interrupted 2,000 times a day by workmen here. And I ended up taking an office out of the home for a couple of years, very little tiny office. It was hilarious. It was so tiny, but it just allowed me to be out. The problem was, was there would be a snow day and inevitably something I needed wasn't here. Yeah. And our daughter at the time was still really quite young. She was probably six, seven years old. So I did it for two years. And I, in some ways, I absolutely loved it. And in other ways, it was not for me at all. And I am back 100% in the home office. And, you know, when I'm at work, for the most part, now I have a teenager, she really gets that I'm not to be interrupted unless there's blood or, you know, wounds, high fevers, <laughs> you know, there's, there's, it's, it's pretty good. So I, and I'm like you, I do do a little bit of work on the weekends, but family always takes precedence on that. Uh, last Saturday, I worked crazy amounts of hours, you might recall, because Monday I took the day off. So that's the up, upside of running your own businesses is you can kind of switch your days off do what yeah. works best for you and your family, which is yeah. pretty incredible. So what inspired you to do Epic Office Transformation? What, what made you decide, oh, why not? I'm going to go for it. <laughs> Since you were the one creating the entire back end of the entire course. Well, that was part of it. Um, having worked with uh, you to develop the program, I was really interested in seeing how it would run from the front end. And so that was one reason why I wanted to take it, because I want to see you know, what needed to be tweaked, what didn't work, what worked well, you know, those sort of things. Because when you're building it from the back end, um, you really can't, you can only test it to, to a certain point. And so um, I wanted to do it for that reason. The other reason was my background is information and document management. So I used to organize like large government departments, records management, electronic files, you know, a whole gamut. So my, my husband's um, always been quite perturbed at me. Because he says, yeah, you used to do that for a living, but look at the mess. <laughs> and I said, yeah, it's like the cobbler's kids uh, have no shoes. And, and the, the bookcase that's behind me is, as Catherine will attest to, is much better now than it used to be. And um, I still have pockets of things around the office that need to, to be addressed. But it really gave me that sort of kick to get going. Um, it uh, was great information. It was timely. I like the... Um, you know, the uh, the cadence of it, the one week at a time. I think if it had been longer than that, it would have been too long. If it had been shorter than that, it would have been too not enough time to get stuff done in between each of them. So I really liked the sort of week uh, at a time pace. The other reason was I also have a travel business and I get a lot of, I, got, I get a lot more information and documents and brochures and things from that than I do from my uh, office admin business because everything for my clients is online. So I don't print out anything. 
Uh, and if I do have to print something out, it usually goes in the shredder afterwards because it's online. I've just used, I've printed it out so I can check things off or whatever and just reconcile stuff. But for the most part, I don't have documents for my admin business. So it was really the the introduction about a year ago uh, of my travel line uh, business. And it was just getting out of hand. And uh, so this was the the shove I needed to you know address. What you don't see outside of this is that I have a couch over here that before the uh, challenge, I could not sit on to save my life. And my dog was quite mad because that's where he used to sit. Now he has his space back. It's organized. I've put it into the, um, the pink boxes you see behind me. I haven't got the labels on them yet, but I have the labels to put on them. So I'll put them you know, by supplier and, and that sort of stuff because when I'm all my clients for that as well are online. So sometimes I'm I need to just turn around and I need to get out the you know Norwegian or the Princess Cruise Line or somebody else. And it's right there. I'm not searching through you know piles of stuff on my on my couch. And uh, so that's that's been really helpful for me. Um, and just getting rid of stuff that, you know, it's sat in here for 10 years or whatever, ever since I, you know, started this and it just never went anywhere and I've never used it. I've never looked at it, never, nothing. And so that's, that was really the reason. And it's been a great push for me. Well, one of the things to sort of visualize for folks who aren't watching is, uh, the bookcase used to just have papers scattered all over the place. And by taking magazine holders and other pink bright pink, they're really fun, colorful boxes that are like kind of plastic bins, let's call them, yep. and setting in each of those travel agent folders. So uh, I'm not speaking that part well. So let me try that again. So travel brochure. So for example, there might be a cruise line like Royal Caribbean. And now mm-hmm. everything that has to do with Royal Caribbean is in one plastic container. So while Heather's admin business is entirely online, a lot of folks still want to see a glossy brochure when they're looking at a vacation. So those are readily handy. You can quickly grab one and get it out to a client. And what happens is now the eye has something to land on. It's not just papers. It's seeing some pretty pink bins. And then a lot of, I notice a lot of your folders have green covers. And so those green covers are, are nice to look at. And so it becomes this much tidier look. And One of the reasons I ever brought it up with Heather was not because I'm just a colossal jerk, but because when I see her on video, when we're having our Zoom calls, I noticed it because it was behind her. And so when you're doing video, you really want to think about what's behind you. What are people looking at? Interestingly enough, what's behind me, and it's sort of very kind of fooling the eye, is this beautiful piece of furniture my parents had given me that's an antique. And inside it are all those magazine holders. You just don't get to see them because they're hidden away behind that piece of furniture. And then some artwork and some Asian lamps. And there's a reason I face this direction when I'm doing a video. It's so that people can't see the file drawers or the bookcase. Although my bookcase looks pretty darn nice. I'm proud to say that I worked on it while we were doing the challenge. I did things too. So my papers were already organized, but my books were not. So I said, okay, everyone's doing this like same thing as you. I wanted to see how does it work? What's the flow? What can people learn from it? And so I did my bookshelf while I was at it because my bookshelf looked like people had just shoved all kinds of books on there and without any sort of rhyme or reason or organization. So just thinking in terms of folks, when you're working from a home office and you want to do a video, 
Make sure you notice what's behind you because that's what people are looking at. And it is your corporate image. And it's really fun to see. I, I enjoy seeing behind you. I mean, you still have the beautiful cult stand. And you know now I get to actually enjoy the cult stand because I can see it. And then you've got the bookcase filled with these great yeah, different... The, the screen oh. that you see over there is from my window. I, I, I filled my bird feeder yesterday and I forgot to put it back on. <laughs> I didn't even notice it if you hadn't brought it up. Yeah. See, that's so no, funny. I, I noticed it. And it, it actually wasn't until you and I were meeting on a regular basis and you very, very nicely commented on my... I waited a long time and to comment. I said, you know what? I never even thought of that because I'm not... See, I, I see it when I look at the at the there, but I don't realize that's what you see too. And right. I, I was at one point thinking I, I because I'm in the travel business, I just put a, a big beach scene behind me. So when I'm doing a Zoom meeting, I'll just have that up, and, and that's all you'll see. But and have I actually I have a client, and and she's her desk areas in her craft room, and she has a giant screen that she pulls down and. A lot of video people recommend that. They say yep. if your scene behind you isn't really what you want, you can buy these screens and you can get them on like Amazon. So yep. actually, I'll make sure to put a link. The gal who has the craft room is crafty and handy. So she had a really great way of hanging it up. But I know people who have just looked, literally taped it up there yep. and called well, it a day. The, the franchise owner of the Expedia Cruise Ship Center that I belong to um, when he does that, that's exactly, he, he has a home office, but he has a big blue screen that he puts up behind him when he does um, our monthly meetings that we all join him by Zoom. And uh, so, because I asked him that, because one time I called him and, and the blue screen wasn't there. I said, oh, where's the blue screen? He goes, oh, I only put that up if I'm, you know, I'm doing a professional meeting with all the consultants or one of the suppliers or something, because he says, oftentimes what's behind him is quite messy and he doesn't like that. So. He bought one, and I believe he got it from Amazon, um, one of these blue screens. And you just literally, you know, you pop it up and then you can just fold it up when, you're, when you don't want it and just put it in a corner. It doesn't take up a lot of space. Right. And you can also get things like rings for light, which you can see I'm not using. It's a little on the dark side in here. Uh, I do have a big window with a lot of natural light. Yeah. Um, but I have been definitely am thinking about buying one of those, those rings that you just set on your computer or on your phone and it puts light onto your face. Mm-hmm. Um, that's another nifty who knew we were going to be talking about video <laughs> I didn't see that coming at all but it's a great thing for folks to realize when they're working from their office and and not for nothing this isn't just about a home office if you're having these meetings and it's in your office at work take a look around you see what people are seeing you you see it from a very different eye there's an other old real estate trick that I was taught when we were going to sell our house in Norwalk God seven, eight years ago, maybe maybe nine at this point. It is nine. Oh, let's see. What happened was the real estate broker said, walk outside your house and now come into your house and look at it as though you've never lived there before. What do you see? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> and you suddenly see all the things that you leave around that we no longer notice. We kind of don't register them anymore with our eyes. But the fact is, is in some way that is actually pulling us down, that clutter. It's, it's distracting. You want to have white space so that you can have that creative space to think. And it used to be, in my mind, that I'd be like, oh, messy desk, sign of a creative mind. Yeah, messy desk, sign of someone who's not sure what they're doing right now. 
And yeah, you can still be creative and it's great. And listen, I don't want to like get this whole, you should always have a white desk thing. That's not, <laughs> I think that, that's never going to happen in my world. <laughs> so I don't, I, it's not always perfect. I do have things going on project wise. Um, yesterday I did a video about how you file and put things away. And I'm looking at my desk right now and I can assure you that is still sitting here out on my desk. And that's, it's not the end of the world. It's a quick, easy fix. So once you have the systems in place, it's much easier to do the little cleanup. And I often recommend 15 minutes at the end of the day on Friday, Mm -hmm. file things and put them away. Hopefully once you've got the system, you can really turn it around in 15 minutes. Well, and that's one of the things that I learned from the office transformation was, you know, they sound sort of simplistic at the time, but it's putting into place like the magazine holders and uh, you don't see it, but I have a stack of three sort of trays here. And the bottom one is just for stuff that I need instead of pulling it out of my desk every time. So it's convenient. And then the top two are, uh, the top one is for things that need to be addressed today. So by the end of the day, it should be empty. And the middle one is for things that are coming up um, that I know I'm going to need to to have, and I don't want to have to be running around looking for it. And so there's always things in in that one because things come out, go up at the top, or they stay there for maybe a week or two, and then they eventually get dealt with. And I find that helpful because before it was just a pile of stuff. And inevitably, A, it would fall off my desk and make a big mess, and then I'd have to clean it up. And trying to find anything in it in a timely manner was impossible. So now forced me to, to sort things out. And um, I really like it. I had space for it on my desk. Otherwise, I probably would have tried to find a place for it in the bookcase. But I had a place for it that's not intrusive in terms of my, you know, my working. And uh, I like it. I love having it there. Um, the other thing was with travel, I give things away when somebody purchases a cruise for me. I give them really nice uh, luggage tags. So I have a basket for those. I have cards that I sent. I said, no, thanking them for their business. And then I have another card that I send out um, once they got back, welcoming them back and encouraging them to leave uh, something for me on my Facebook page or making a recommendation or sending me a testimonial, uh, whatever. So, you know, I like to keep all of those things sort of in, in their place and because it makes it easier to, to get them out and put the stuff together. So, yeah, it it, it was a... It was a good way to force me to do that because I've been thinking about, oh, I got to do that. I got to do that. These were parts of the piles on my, on my couch, you know, because they arrived in a box. They were still in the box. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I got the baskets and I got the things to organize them. And now, you know, they're there and I know exactly where they are. So I really like that. So rough guess, how much time do you think you save per week now having done that? On an average week? I probably stayed anywhere between maybe 10 to 15 minutes a day. I know that doesn't sound like a lot, but that adds up over a week and, and then over a month and, and that kind of stuff. And in my administrative business, I charge by the minute. So for me, time is, is money. So if I can save you know, 10 or 15 minutes a day, that's another couple of hours a week that I can uh, do on client work, which I get paid for. I don't get paid to clean up my office. I don't get paid to, you know, spend time looking through stuff uh, to find something. You know, that's really important to me. And it's important to my clients too. I mean, if they're asking me to do something and it takes me, you know, I don't, I don't charge for the time that it takes me to get ready to do their work. I only charge them for 
the work I do. So the, my, my timer starts when I start working. So if I have to, you know, look around for, spend, you know, five minutes here, five minutes there looking for stuff, well, I'm not charging them for that. So it does, it does add up. So one of the, my goals that I told you at the beginning was that, you know, by saving this time, maybe I could take on another client or two, even depending on the amount of work and feel comfortable that I'd be able to manage that project, you know, in the same amount of hours that I'm working now, not work more, uh, but work the same and make it more efficient. So I've already taken on one new client since I did the challenge. And um, yeah, it's a busy um, a marketing firm in Toronto. And, um, but it's a, an entrepreneur and I had done work for his mother and uh, she recommended me to him. And that's how we got introduced. And it, right now he he's having a problem getting his invoices out and receivables in, which is a very big problem with entrepreneurs. They kind of live on a shoestring. And right now he has $112,000 in receivables. So, you know, if I can work an extra couple of hours a week for him and get that money in, that's a huge thing for him. And so, and it takes it off his plate because he's trying to run the business and do what he gets paid for. and doesn't get paid for admin work. So, you know, that's the kind of clients I like to work with because then I see the benefit of why they would hire me. And just like working with, with Catherine, she doesn't need to spend time doing all of the, the social media posting of it. Catherine does all her own content, writes her own stuff, but then she can pass it over to me and say, hey, Heather, can you get it out? Can you make it look pretty? Can you find an image? And then she's on, you know, developing programs that she can sell or working with clients. That's what's making her money. And um, that's that's really the the important part here is that it allows you to do more with your time and not have to increase the amount of time you're working. Right. And I think one thing, and I, I love that you've naturally segued into this. I kind of hinted beforehand that this kind of thing would happen. What it does when we're interviewing is that I swear by having a team, mm-hmm. and I can't do this work alone. There are times I'm out at client meetings or on phone calls. And I don't have to worry that the e-newsletter is getting out weekly because once I've written the content, I pass it off to Heather and Heather does it. And that's that. And I do use a lot of content over and over again. I do sort of do the whole reduce, reuse, recycle when it comes to social media content. But it's a lot of it is new, Mm -hmm. a tremendous amount. I do a lot of writing and obviously recording the podcast, et cetera. Sometimes we'll be promoting the podcast on social media. Sometimes we'll be taking a segment of a podcast and writing an e-zine from it. Just recently, I did one last week on space, the spacewalk. Yeah. And then that became, I think, I don't know if I'd put it as a LinkedIn article yet, but it definitely became an article on the Productive Environment Network, which I'm a part of, and I'm a certified Productive Environment Specialist. So that's where all this training comes from to be able to help Heather set up her office uniquely. And I want to talk about that too, because you mentioned something very interesting. When we're talking about the magic six, which are the supplies you need to set up your office, we talked about an inbox, an outbox, and a to be filed. You have three boxes that would be similar to that, but you've created them and set up your system in a different way. And one huge thing for people to understand when they're working with me is, is that it's not about what I'll do and what my system is. And it's not about what you should do. I don't believe in shutting. I'm really not a fan at all. It's what will you do? 
And you can't sustain your success unless you have a system that you will do and you will keep up with. And I think that was the godsend for me. I had never had a way to manage my paperwork. And when I got into productive environment, I found a system that I know works for people. And yes, they modify it and make it more to them. But Epic Office Transformation is really about that is how do you make your office be an epic office, one that you love to be in that supports you and allows you to do your work and live your life. Mm -hmm. So I think that was a whole bunch of stuff in there all at once. Let's see. uh, Let's talk about, because you did talk about juggling two businesses. So one of the things we talked about with that was how you track your time and then how you spend your time and also time blocking. What did you find as you went through the time tracking exercise and what advice do you have for folks about if they have two businesses? Because I don't. Yeah. Well, it's interesting because I was already tracking time for clients because I use uh, an application called FreshBooks. It's an accounting, invoicing, all sorts of things rolled into one. And part of it is a timer. So for me, I have clients and I have projects. And uh, so for each client, I have set them up individually. And then the project that I have for them, like for Catherine, I'm Catherine's VA. So that's the project. And then there's a whole bunch of tasks under that, like uh, doing the blog, doing social media, whatever. So whenever I'm working on one of those tasks, I set up the timer, fill in all the blanks and the timer starts. When I'm finished, I click it off. So it sometimes it's on for two minutes, sometimes it's on for five minutes. It, it doesn't matter. And then at the end of the period of time that I'm working for them, sometimes it's two weeks, could be a month, could be ongoing. I create the invoice by pulling all of that uh, time together and uh, presenting it as an invoice. That's what FreshBooks does for me. But during this exercise, I didn't want to go and create something totally different to track my unbillable time. So what I did was I used FreshBooks. I set myself up as a client and unbillable time is my project. And then I listed all the different things that I often do um, that are unbillable. Like, you know, if I take a break or I go out for a coffee with a friend or I do networking activities or I do my travel business because none of that is billable time. Um, I make a sale and I get a commission from it. Yes. But I do a lot of stuff that doesn't ever end up being a sale. So, so for the time that I was doing it, I was tracking when I wasn't tracking client time, I was tracking my unbillable time because obviously I do my own social uh, media. I have, you know, my own business promotion that I do. And so I was tracking that in between my client time and I did it for a few days and it really was quite eye-opening for me because in the run of a day, I might, in an overall day, I might do five, maybe six hours of client work. But then I was doing another two, maybe two and a half hours some days of totally unbillable time. And I, and it wasn't until I sort of saw it in front of me, like had a visual of it, that I went, wow, that's a lot of time. And so I, you know, part of that process was, how can I be more efficient? How can I, you know, you, it's not like I'm going to get rid of unbillable time because that's always going to be there, but how can I make it the most effective? Am I doing something over and over and over again? And can I put tools in place so that instead of, you know, two and a half, three hours a day of unbillable time, I'm not cutting out my lunch. I'm not going to cut out a break I take or anything like that, but it's more efficient and effective or productive 
during those other activities. And I, I definitely saw some correlation there where I could uh, definitely do that, but I'd never thought of that before. And uh, so the, the process of doing it over, you know, a period of a few days really showed that to me and, and stuff, which is, which is good. It also showed me time that I do client work that I don't bill for, <laughs> but I'm not going to change that either because part of my setup in the morning is I come in, I look at everything and I go through everybody's email. I go through my own personal email because, or my own business email because Catherine and other clients send stuff to that. Then I have about six or seven other inboxes, different ones that I'm responsible for. Things come into me that I need to deal with on those. And I just basically take the first 10 minutes of my day and go through all of that. So yes, that's client work, but it's also helping me to set up my day. Like if I don't have anything from that client, okay, good. Oh, I've got five things that have to be done today or tomorrow. So I start prioritizing things in my head. Like I know from doing them over time, that's going to take me 10 minutes. That's going to take me an hour and a half. So I try to get all the little things done first and then take a big chunk of time so that that, you know, is productive time and not, you know, chopped up, chopped up in between stuff. So that really helps me to establish priorities. So it's an investment in my day. Uh, otherwise, I'd be all over the place. And uh, so it, it was really helpful. I really, uh, I really enjoyed the process. I thought, oh, this is going to be just another thing that I have to do, another clock I've got to turn on and off. But at the end of the, the period, I was just like, this was helpful. This was a good exercise for me to do. And as I mentioned to Catherine, I'm planning on doing it for a longer period of time to see if there's any more places where I could see, use my time better and be more productive. Planning is a big thing you talked about. And I, I, I always encourage people and it's hard to do. And if you're really like, I have to hit the ground running Monday morning, you could do your planning Sunday night. Now, I, not everybody, pardon me, wants to do that, including me. I mostly do come in Monday morning and do my planning for 15, 20 minutes at the start of the day, confession time. I don't do it Sunday night. Again, this goes to what will you do? I will do it Monday morning. I will not do it Sunday night. Sunday, I'm like you. I really try to keep Sunday strictly for my family. If I do a little work on Sunday, it would be for maybe 6 a.m. to 8 a.m. while everybody else is still sleeping. (laughs) (laughs) And and it's it's quiet work time and it's great. And that would be not client work at all, but project work. The second thing you mentioned was lunch and how you're not going to give up lunch and you shouldn't give up lunch. And I go there, I say, I use the word should. It's wise if you can to take lunch elsewhere. I can really you fall. You somewhere else in your house. Well, yes, exactly. And I can fall in the habit of grabbing my lunch and bringing it in and sitting in my office. And then I'm kind of not working anyway, or maybe I am, but it's kind of half, no, half attention. I really try to make a point, even on the days that I'm working from home, especially in the summer when it's nice. Maybe I take my laptop outside and I watch a class while I'm eating lunch. Mm-hmm. Well, that's often with travel. A lot of my training is online. It's uh, you know webinars that I join or whatever, and um, I have a few of those a week. So on those days when I'm going to be watching a webinar, um, that's unbillable time. So I will often, I I can't, I'm not participating. It's just, it's me watching and listening um, and learning about a particular product. That's when I'll have my lunch because I'm not going to be able to do anything else while I'm watching it. And I can eat because nobody's, nobody can see me. Nobody can hear me. So, you know, that's, that's good. And, um, you know, that's sort of, you know, how I plan, plan stuff. 
And, and with mine, um, I could look at stuff on Sunday night, but things can come in over Sunday night that mm-hmm. are going to be there on Monday mornings for me. And so there's really no point because I'd have to do it again on Monday morning anyway to see mm-hmm. what's come in. Because oftentimes I get things through Messenger or I'll get things. I use Slack a lot with my clients and things will come in. You know, they'll have sent me a message or whatever. Because I, as Catherine mentioned earlier, my clients are all over the world. Some of them are in Australia. Some of them are in Europe. A lot of them are in the U.S., but on both coasts. So, you know, they're on the East and West Coast. In Canada, I've got a couple of Western Canadian clients. So I'm dealing with time zones all the time. And I just find it's easier to do, you know, to come in Monday morning and look at everything. And sometimes it's, you know, planning out my week. I'll put something, oh, this has got to be done by Thursday. And I'll put a note to myself. But a lot of times it's just for the day and uh, say, okay, I know that this has to go out today. And, and I prioritize it. Like if there's things that, you know, need to be done for Catherine and they need to be done by noon, well, that's going to be the priority. And the other things will get done once hers are done. And so far, you know, in, in the eight plus years I've been doing it, that's worked for me and for my clients. You know, I've had a couple of grumbles when, you know, people drop stuff on my desk last minute and expect it to be done like immediately. And I'm in the middle of something for another client. I very nicely say, I can get to that in about half an hour or 45 minutes. I'll tell them, you know, be honest with them. And sometimes they're like, that's too long. And I say, well, but you just dropped this on me. (laughs) And I said, I'm in the middle of doing something for another client who needs to have theirs done. And they gave it to me this morning and gave me four hours to get it done. (laughs) You know, not 25 minutes. So, you know, and if that's a matter of, you know, client relations and and stuff like that and, and letting your clients know that you're not, they're not paying me to be at their beck and call. If that was the case, they'd be giving me a flat fee every month for me to be sitting here waiting for them to send me something. And that's not what I charge, how I charge. So and it would be really, really high. And it would be really, really high. Yes, exactly. Yes. Because uh, you. It, it's very hard to run a VA business like that. But right. I do have the, the, the odd client from time to time who is like that. And usually they don't end up being my client for very long because I can't meet their demand. Right. Um, and, you know, Catherine is a great example of somebody who likes to plan, you know, we well, plan. I have my moments. I'm not perfect. Yeah, but those are usually because of something else that's happened. But right. for the most part, you know, um, she plans for her social media content for the following week. I get it done by Friday. So everything's done and, and it's in its place and scheduled. Um, you know, I usually get the easing at least a day before. So I've got time to, to get it done. You know, sometimes that gets pushed a little bit, but, you know, that's fine. That's business. That's like, but, it, you know, to drop something on me. And if I have nothing else, that I'm doing, like I'm sitting there playing Candy Crush, right, Catherine? Uh, which I don't do <laughs> today because uh, <laughs> I'm never that not busy. You know, fine, I'll do it, and no problem. But a lot of times, especially in the afternoon, I'm busy with something client related or maybe travel related, and I've already committed to that. So that's my priority, and that client will have to understand that it might be a little late. I think we should also talk about what we do, which is, is that we meet on Mondays. Yeah. We have a standard operating time that we meet, which is Mondays at 10. And then when we can't on a Monday, because it's a national holiday, yeah. such as Canadian Thanksgiving just happened, then we'll, we'll plan to try to meet Tuesday yeah. at 10 a.m. And, and what's great about that is, is the two of us work together to say, this is what we've got coming up next week. And the reason I thought of this is the social media piece. 
So when I create the content for social media, I always create it to include that Monday. So that if God forbid something comes up, I've always got that extra Monday and we're not going to be scrambling. And it sounds like such a tiny little thing, except it really does make a difference to have that planning in place when you've got a team that other people know everybody's on board when you have a plan. So <laughs> I see you're going to need to wrap up, which is great. Is there a, I think the best thing you could do for me right now is tell everybody in our audience how to reach you because they may decide they need a virtual admin too. Since I love having one, I'm a big proponent. hradminservices.com, all lowercase. And uh, my email is hrichman, oh no, sorry, Heather at hradminservices.com. And I do everything that an executive assistant would do or an administrative assistant would do. And like I said earlier, I just charge by the minute. So if something only takes me five minutes, that's all I'm going to charge you. I'm not like a lawyer that's going to charge you an hour for five minutes worth of work. So oftentimes I have clients that I'm really busy with and then things sort of peter off. And then I hear back from them, you know, a month, month or two later, Heather, can you do this small thing? Or you remember when you did this before, can you update it for me? And that's great. And then I just build them uh, ad hoc that way. And then I have clients like Catherine who, you know, I work with on a regular basis and, and you know, there's a regular uh, invoice that goes out. So, you know, it, it depends on what you want. I have clients that use me, you know, three or four hours a week. I have others that I might do 10 minutes of work this week and maybe 20 minutes of work next week. So, you know, it's all sorts of things. You don't think, oh, I don't, I don't have enough stuff for her to work on. Because a lot of times what it starts with is one little project and then, you know, it just grows because, oh, well, that gave, that 20 minutes gave me half an hour to make a phone call or make a meeting or something for my business that I, so I didn't have to do that admin stuff. And that's really the whole basis of my business is for me to take things off your plate to give you time to grow your business. Because administrative stuff for the most, for most people is the last thing they want to do. It's the most boring. It's not, it's not their business. It's just a nasty part of it. And they want to be out meeting and selling and being creative and all that kind of stuff. They don't want to do, deal with the administrative stuff and that needs to be done. And so that's sort of the niche that I, I fill. And uh, most entrepreneurs or, or business startups today can't hire a full-time virtual assistant or a full-time assistant who's going to sit in their office and you know, basically get paid for eight hours a day and maybe work one uh, hour of it. So that's the gap I fill. Some people are fine with the virtual thing. Some people struggle with that because I'm not like physically in their office. But sometimes, you know, we're able to work around that with Zoom meetings and other things that give them that more physical appeal. <laughs> some, some of my clients I've, I've never seen, I've never visited, I've never met, but I worked with them for like years. And then others I've, I've actually had the opportunity to meet. And, you know, that's great. We formed a, a friendship. But for the most part, I don't ever meet my clients. And sometimes that's a good thing. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I live up in northern, well, northern North America. I live in uh, Ontario, Canada, and we're just above the Great Lakes here. So, you know, uh, the chances of meeting somebody on the West Coast are pretty small. <laughs> right. right. Coming to visit you in Connecticut is a little bit more uh, uh, of a possibility. Right. It's not far. We'll make sure to put your contact information in the show notes. I'm so grateful you stopped in 
to talk about both Epic Office transformation and then what it's like to juggle two businesses and how admin services work when you want a virtual admin. I know I found it to be a bit of a transition when I first worked with a virtual admin and I wouldn't have it any other way. It's fantastic. It has changed my life. So uh, I'll make sure everybody that you get Heather's information in the show notes and I will see you all next week. You've been listening to the Uncluttered Office Podcast, available on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and www.productivitybydesign.com. I'm your host, Katherine Avery. If you like what you've heard, please share this episode with someone you think needs it. I would love for you to leave a review on your favorite podcast platform. Your reviews make my heart sing and can help even more people find the gifts in their productivity challenges. Thanks for listening and see you next week. This podcast is part of the Sound Advice FM network. Sound Advice FM. Women's voices amplified.